This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is Adam Ritz. This is the Adam Ritz Show, and we take a look at public affairs uh, and public affairs, public service announcement, community service topics. We try to do it through the lens of uh, some laughter, some comedy, a little lighter, lighter fare. And I, I have one of my uh, experts with me on lighter fare, and that's Jay Baker. Hi, uh, how are you feeling light today? You want to have some fun with public affairs? I am looking forward to having fun with public affairs. Well, I thought we'd start with a story uh, out of Miami, a company called Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. They uh, have set the bar high here. If you're uh, in charge of a company and you hear this story, uh, take it as a challenge. Uh, to see how much money your company can give away to charity. So this company uh, merged five years ago, Southern Glazer, uh, and they. So they're basically saying that they launched in 2016. Uh, so they're celebrating their five-year anniversary by doing a 550-500 charitable giving campaign. 550-500, and I hear you, Jay, asking, what is 550-500? Well, here's yeah, what they did. Yeah, how does this work? So, uh, much like the 2020, or the uh, every 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, no. You, this you, is the most important ev- thing ever. Every 20 minutes, when you're looking at a screen, every 20 minutes, <laughs> you have to look away from the screen, uh, 20 feet away. Uh, what was the third 20? I forgot now. For 20 seconds. <laughs> for 20 yeah. seconds. That's right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm laughing for our new listeners because it's our inside joke. It's one of the most uh, impressive marketing uh, ideas or names or concepts to really help you save your eyesight with all the screens and iPhones and digital tablets and laptops that you've been staring at for the last 15, 20 years. It's the 2020, 20, we were so off topic right now and I don't care. It's the 2020 <laughs> 20 campaign. When you're looking at a screen, every 20 minutes, look 20 feet away for 20 seconds. Okay, so that brings us to the uh, Southern Glazers 550 500 giving campaign. So they just celebrated their fifth anniversary. That's the five. They are giving $10,000 to 50 different charities. So there's the 50, and that money equals $500,000. They are giving $500,000 to 50 total charities to celebrate their fifth year in business. So that's your 550-500 charitable giving campaign from Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. And we commend them and uh, maybe challenge uh, other companies and corporations around the country to do something similar and make a sizable donation. Uh, One of the cool things they did is they allowed their uh, employees to suggest which one of the 50 charities to give the money to. So with their uh, chair, with their employees across the country, hundreds of employees in 44 states, the District of Columbia and Canada, they had a list of more than 3,000 charities to choose from. 
And they got together. They picked uh, 50, uh, ranging from boys and girls clubs to St. Jude's Children's Hospitals to Humane Societies, food banks. I mean, there are so many. The variety is amazing, the amount of uh, charities that they gave to. So, uh, again, just a tip of the hat to Glazers, I'm sorry, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits for giving away uh, a total of $500,000 to celebrate their fifth year in business, part of their 550 500 charitable giving campaign. Uh, for more information, you can uh, check out their website, southernglazers.com. And uh, this is kind of a, a neat thing. At the end of the article, it says that Southern uh, Glazer would like to remind uh, everyone that their product is to be consumed by 21 and over and to please drink responsibly. All right, this is the Adam Rich Show. We're uh, underwritten by Vibonomics. You can learn more about them through our website. Find their logo right at the uh, homepage of adamritzshow.com. Click the purple V for Vibonomics and you can learn more about them. Jay Baker, what's happening? Happy September, by the way. Hey, I know. This is an exciting time of the year uh, for you and I. The college football season, uh, by the time people hear the show, will have started in much of America. And that's sort of our uh, unofficial, official fall event. Uh, You and I both love college football. One of my favorite times of the year, and by the time this show airs, I will either be uh, happy or disappointed in my Purdue Boilermakers that play on Saturday night of the weekend. Uh, it's, it's exciting time of year. So many games, so many teams, and uh, you know what do you when the when the season's over? It's like a, a dead zone of sports for a college football fan, anyway. Um, yeah. I just I haven't gotten into soccer yet, so I, I just have to wait for September to roll around. And uh, there it is, football season right back in our face. I love it. It is exciting. And uh, it was funny you mentioned your favorite team because I retweeted a tweet this week that struck me as so hilarious. It was a gentleman from England. His tweet was, your favorite sports team is not that good. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> because as you and I know, that's right. somebody will be arguing that immediately. You know, you know, especially with college football with 120 teams, uh, and you really consider the top 25 to be the creme de la creme. That means there's a whole lot of other teams that are not that good. Yeah, so it's always funny, very debatable. There's going to be some new coaches, some excitement, as always, this year. And I think uh, with Purdue being in the Big Ten, I think the Big Ten's going to be a blast to watch this year. I really do. For sure. Uh, There was a marked increase. If you've thought lately, wow, I'm really reading a lot about major storms, it is accurate. Uh, The United Nations has actually tracked that there's been a marked increase in hurricanes, earthquakes, and extreme weather events over the past 40 years. In fact, now due to these extreme weather events, the average daily loss is $338 million around the world. That's the daily loss, Adam, due to these storms. $338 million daily daily so you know it just yeah and that's you know obviously them working out an average uh hurricanes are the costliest of storms uh which kind of makes sense you know you usually have 
big water events associated with hurricanes. The good news is that the death tolls are way down from these events due to uh, proper pre-planning. And then, of course, uh, the ability to get information out rather quickly on social media and through uh, news and weather services. So that's the good news. But yes, if you've thought to yourself, man, I'm hearing a lot about uh, different big storms. It is true. There's a five-fold increase over the last 40 years. That is uh, uh, amazing. And it's, uh, you know, our, our, our hearts go out to the families affected from last week's Hurricane Ida that came up through New Orleans uh, and even you know, did damage as it as it came up through the continental U.S., through Pennsylvania and New Jersey, even, as it yes. uh, traveled through the country. So a lot of times people, uh, you know, those hurricanes lose steam as they hit landfall. And last week, that uh, wasn't necessarily the case. Um, a lot of damage uh, and death uh, in the Pennsylvania and uh, New Jersey area, which is so crazy to think when that uh, hurricane hit uh, full force in New Orleans, and you know, of yes. course, a lot of damage and and uh, life lost in New Orleans as well. So, for anybody uh, affected, um, friends and family, our our thoughts are are with you this week as you uh, go through what you need to go through to to assess the damage from last week's storm. U.S. national parks became very popular over the last year. In fact, uh, they've almost doubled in attendance. As you probably know, the national parks are beautiful, but they're potentially dangerous. Uh, Yellowstone has a number of hot springs. Yellowstone also has bears. Uh, The Grand Canyon, which is a national park, has a very large hole that you do not want to step into. Uh, And because of that, the national parks have created Uh, they're calling them selfie stations. They're made out of wood and they're set up nearby these, uh, you know, great natural wonders so that you can take your selfie without tumbling into the canyon. And I thought that makes all the sense in the world. It makes so much sense. I mean, you hear so many stories about somebody taking a selfie on the side of a, a cliff. Yes. And they misjudge you know, their footing, and then they're gone. Um, yeah, it's not funny, and it is tragic in many cases. It is so tragic and so avoidable. Uh, I know everybody wants to get likes and retweets and shares and go viral, and they want the best picture or the best selfie ever, but uh, when you're out in a dangerous terrain, you know, on a trail, a cliff, uh, a, a river with a lot of rapids, um, and the, it's so great to hear this, the national parks are taking the initiative to set up, uh, quote unquote, selfie stations so that yeah. you know, OK, this is a safe spot to do this. This has been, you know, somebody with a park ranger hat on has studied this area. This is there's flat footing. There's a, it, it's safe. There's not a lot of um, terrain that could hurt me. Uh, and the background still looks beautiful. Let's only take pictures at the selfie stations in the national parks. That's such a great idea. No, it's a great idea, and you'll love this. The beauty of the selfie station is it has a little wooden easel associated with the station where you put your phone. So now you know exactly how far away to stand because, as you said, some of these uh, 
accidents have occurred because you're trying to adjust the angle of your arm and your footing and everything. This just takes a, a lot out of the equation. You just put your phone on the little easel, stand in front of it, and voila. Yeah, that's even and better. If they, yeah, if they get, that's they're, perfect. They're providing the uh, the wooden easel for you to put your phone on to take the selfie because there's been times when just trying to rig my phone up into the branch of a tree <laughs> – Yes. To take my, I'm in a safe spot. Like where I'm standing, and my kids, my girlfriend, where we're standing, we're completely safe. But I hurt myself putting my phone in a tree branch <laughs> to take yeah, a picture. See? <laughs> see, we're even here to help you with that yeah. problem. Even states like Iowa have adopted the uh, practice of the selfie station, uh, which is kind of cool. And here's an interesting footnote to the selfie stations. Um, you know, one of the problems they had with the national parks is, yes, they're beautiful. Yes, there's all this incredible natural wonder. But now that you have increased crowds, can you get people to be kind of quiet and respectful of nature? And believe it or not, associated with the selfie stations are signs that say, hey, you're in the wonder of nature. Just keep it down for other park uh, attendees. And believe it or not, these signs have been effective. Just the sign itself on the selfie station is helping. That is great. What a great idea. People actually follow the instructions on signs. I want to see that in person because I'm having trouble believing that. You were, you were talking about a winery that is uh, excited about their anniversary and their giving. Well, in Lexington, Kentucky, uh Country Boy Brewing is going to donate $1 for every case of their latest beer. It is called Keeneland Fall Ale. They're going to give a dollar for every case to Bluegrass Farm Charities and their back-to-school backpack program. Last year, the brewery gave $7,500 for school backpacks. $7,500, that's fantastic. That's Uh, that's not bad. A lot of backpacks. Yeah, and it's once again, as you said, if you responsibly use a product and it helps donate the charity, then why not? So uh, that's uh, it's impressive. They, do they have a goal for this year? Uh, obviously, it's to beat uh, seventy five hundred. Probably do better than seventy five hundred. But uh, yes, if this uh, particular beverage is available in your area and you're over the age of twenty one, you might want to indulge a little bit to help charity. Very good. Uh concerns uh in the airline travel industry just a little bit this is the first time they've had reduced uh traffic uh since may of this year they're not chalking it up to anything hysterical or anything we obviously know that COVID has slowed travel and the airline industry does tend to wind down in the late summer but these figures are pretty interesting to me you know that in general on the average in the United States, over a million people travel by air every day. I did not know. I did not know that. That's uh, yeah. I wonder what I would have guessed. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe a hundred thousand, but it's a million yeah. people, and that's the just in the U.S. alone. Yeah, that's just in the U.S. In fact, wow. specifically, this article cited that just over one point three million people had passed through TSA. And that was the lowest number since last May. So once again, nothing to cause any alarm. But uh, if you are traveling, 
be aware that traveling is down a little bit. The footnote to this is because uh, some of the fair, you know, the demand has eased, fares are going down. So if you've thought to yourself, hey, early fall, want to take a trip, now is not a bad time to uh, actually uh, get an airline ticket. And here are two little uh, footnotes I'll add, uh, and I'll try to be as complete as I can with these stories that I, I've seen in the last week. Um, that uh, I'll, I'll get Jay. I'll tell you, I'm going to get these ninety percent right. Okay, I don't have any okay, script or copy in front of me. That's not bad. That's not bad. I'll take ninety percent any day. <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, overseas travel. If you're going to Europe, I know the um, the European European Union has has set some uh, new mandates on travel from the United States to Europe. So if you're planning a, a European trip in the next uh, few weeks. Uh, triple check with whoever you need to to make sure you have all your uh, vaccinations in order and or uh, negative COVID tests or whatever you need because there is some there is some uh, new mandate for travel from the U.S. to the European Union. Uh, the other story I saw, which is um, ha- has a little bit of comedic value to it, although it's you know it's hard to find a lot of comedy with a with this. Um, uh, pandemic uh, that we've had to deal with for so long, but there was a woman arrested traveling to Hawaii this past week for providing a falsified vaccination card. Did you see that story? Ah, uh, yes, I did. Uh, she got the she filled it out herself. I mean, it was completely fa- fake. I mean, it was like fake ID. So uh, she they caught her because she spelled Moderna wrong. And uh, she got arrested. Now I don't know what kind of fine or uh, if she's looking at jail time or what, but you know that's a that's a rough way to start your trip to Hawaii. You think you're going to be on the beach and maybe go on a hike through the mountains of Hawaii on a volcano. The next thing you know, you're arrested because you faked your vaccination <laughs> card. Not a good start. Uh, not a good start. So there's my uh, two cents um, with my two stories that were ninety percent right each. <laughs> well, as you said, travel is a very interesting in these COVID times. The Kentucky basketball team surprised a bunch of people. They participated in a camp for fans and media not too long ago. And as you know, Adam, the NCAA has changed the rules for college players. They can actually enter into uh, endorsement agreements and other financial uh, agreements. So in essence, they can be somewhat compensated. I mean, obviously, there are NCAA rules, but they've eased up a little bit on what players can get as student-athletes. You know, I think you just gave me an idea. We should uh, pick the worst player on the worst college basketball team yes, and, and pay that kid to promote the Adam Rich show. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine on his jersey, the I, Adam Rich Show? I mean, if you're a Heisman Trophy candidate, you're going to make some decent money through endorsements or whatever. If you're the worst player on the worst team, I think we could get that kid for, I don't know, five bucks a semester. I'm thinking that if we <laughs> bought the, uh, you know, half his textbooks or something, we'd probably be just fine. Oh, that's too much. Uh, that's way too yeah, much. Yeah, but it is funny how, <laughs> you know, as you said, and the extreme example of what you just said 
is Bryce Young, who is the expected starter for University of Alabama. And you and I know that has been a perennial NCAA football powerhouse. He's expected to get over $1 million in endorsements just this year. Is that right? I hadn't yeah, I had not I mean, heard those numbers. How, how upset the, are you if you were a, a top-tier college player in the last few years, knowing that you could have made a million dollars your your senior and junior year with endorsements. Oh, my gosh. I know. Well, these rules were obviously in the gun barrel to sort of be unrolled. And, yeah, you, it does change things. And then, of course, the example you just gave is what if you're the very best uh, men's lacrosse player at Dartmouth? Uh, versus Bryce Young, NFL or not NFL quarterback, but, but Alabama quarterback. You know, like you said, <laughs> there is going to be a little bit of difference in the uh, amount of demand for that. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of arguments ensue as well between uh, male and female sports, and you know who gets the most attention, who's making the most money. I mean, this this isn't going to end well. No, it's not going to. But here's a really good footnote to this story. The Kentucky basketball players were participating in a camp for fans and media, and they decided, the coaches decided to have a round of Family Feud, the famous game show involving the players. And the winning players were going to get $3,000 each. So obviously the players were participating as well, you know, or were really putting in great answers for Family Feud. It turns out that the winning players got their $3,000 and then turned around and immediately gave that to charity. Unbelievable. What a great story. Yeah, it's a great story. And John Calipari, the uh, coach for Kentucky, said, I did not see that coming. He, he, you know, he figured with young men, uh, you've got $3,000 and you have plenty of expenses. If nothing else, you got to buy pizza late at night when you're in college. Adam. You got to buy pizza. <laughs> you got to buy pizza. So I think I spent about $3,000 a semester on pizza. But at any rate, <laughs> <laughs> these student athletes gave immediately to charity and very pleasant surprise for everybody. Here's here's a story that you wouldn't expect to see, but it's interesting. Uh have you ever heard of the phrase Chanel number no. five? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would just say that it's a, it's a perfume. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Just that a, is. It's okay. a and somewhat famous perfume. It was created over 100 years ago. Well, the Chanel company is buying up a number of flower fields in France because they use extensively jasmine flowers and they want to make sure that they have a supply of french grown jasmine flowers for their famous chanel number five well la-di-da <laughs> i thought so too well. and here's a job now we've always talked about on this show about potential fields that you might want to get into as a young person because of the demand but a gentleman by the name of olivier Polja is the chief perfumer, and that's his job title, chief perfumer for the Chanel brands, and he has been that since 2013, and uh, basically his job set is he has a great nose. So if you have an outstanding nose, you might become a perfumer. 
I think if your first name is Olivier, I think there's a good chance you'll become a perfumer as well. (laughs) Oh, a 30-year-old Virginia woman got her first haircut since the age of 13, and she donated a record length of hair, six foot three inches, officially certified by Guinness, and gave it to Locks of Love, which is a charity that creates wigs for uh, people who are dealing with uh, hair loss during chemotherapy. That is, uh, it's a lot of hair. I, I, you're telling that, she had six, over six feet of hair on her, yes. like she's walking around with, with a six foot ponytail. Be- yes. Before she got it cut off. Yeah, her name is Zahab Khan. She uh, currently lives in America. She lives in Virginia now. She was, and this is a woman that's led a very interesting life. Be- besides having extraordinarily long hair and wearing it around, there were. I actually had to look up some pictures because I thought, how do you carry six feet of hair around with you? Uh, she was, talk about a fascinating life. She was a professional squash player in her native country of Pakistan. That, that I, mean, I mean, what an interesting story. Either one <laughs> of those story. things. Either one is, is, is amazing. And, and she's done both? <laughs> she's done both. And she's given, you know, not money, but her hair to charity. But, yeah, her uh, first haircut since age 13. I mean, you could give, uh, you could shave your head right now and give, uh, what do you got there, eight or nine inches? I have uh, a full eight, yes. You're right behind her. I mean, I could go three or four inches. <laughs> well, I've, I've been growing mine out. And as you said, we were out in public not too long ago, and people were amused as they walked by. So uh, it's it's getting long enough now to notice. I say you let your <laughs> quaff go until it's six feet, three inches long. Do it. I need to set some new records. Here's a great note. You can donate your unused air miles and points to nonprofit charities. Really? Is this, uh, an, is this yeah. a new thing? Uh, I, it's not a new, new thing, but people have, it's become more of a thing for people lately. Part of it is because uh, depending on how your credit card works and stuff, you can rack up a lot of points. And the example they gave is people that have uh, accumulated a lot of air miles but we're a little squeamish about flying during COVID as those points accumulated, they kind of thought to themselves, can I donate these to somebody that could use them more than I? That's a great idea. I mean, I think of uh, so many, um, you know, corporate business people who travel uh, as part of their job and Mm -hmm. they have, they have so many, flight miles that they there's no way they could fly that much on their personal time to take a vacation so a there's no way they could even use the points if they wanted to uh b you know they make five six seven hundred thousand dollars a year anyway so if they want to fly to the beach they can easily afford it uh, sure so that's uh there's so many people like that that could um that could do a lot of good for people that can't afford to uh, travel and not just for uh, vacation, but if you know you need to travel cross country to see a sick uh, loved one, uh, or maybe you're the sick loved one and you need to go across the country for for medical attention. I mean, there are a lot of reasons for a lot of people to need to travel that can't and don't have the means to. 
Uh, that's a great. We always like to challenge people when you hear some of these stories. If so, there's a challenge thrown out to the people that have a ton of sky miles, or, or flight uh, uh, miles, or coupons, or whatever you call them in your in your flight club. Uh, if you're in a position to be able to afford your next flight, maybe uh, give donate your points or air miles away to charity. Is there a uh, a dot com or an app that uh, that handles all of this? Well, every uh, credit card is slightly different, but I will give you the American Express example. They have a website called, and this is all one one or two words pushed together, Just Giving. So if you look at Amex's Just Giving website, it allows you to use your American Express points to donate to the nonprofit of your choosing. That is fantastic. That is great. Yeah. So uh, the part of the thing that they brought up, too, is uh, check your card. Some of these air miles do expire. So if you're racking up not only a lot of air miles, don't plan on traveling anytime soon. You might even look to see, hey, I'd like to donate these before they expire. So it's a, it's a good idea. And as Adam said, it's, it's kind of a, a nice thing to sort of challenge yourself. Um, if you're like me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm finally able to actually pay my credit card bills, <laughs> but I usually throw it in it back into the drawer and, and don't really give the air miles much thought. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be a bad thing to review and, uh, help make somebody's day a little bit brighter. Very interesting. Jay, thank you, uh, so much. And I, I expect you to have, uh, some more hair by the time we do the show next week. Maybe maybe six feet and two inches of hair. If you could be right near that world record, that'd be fantastic. Thank you all for listening. We have past episodes of this show in podcast form. Listen to them on demand on our website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.